Welcome to UUCSW Reflections, a podcast by the Unitarian Universalist Congregational Society of Westboro, Massachusetts. We're glad you're here. Welcome to UUCSW Reflections. I'm your host, Amanda Hall, here with Reverend Laurel Gray. This is the monthly episode of this podcast where we reflect on recent sermon themes, current events, and church goings on. If you'd like to submit a question or a discussion topic, please email it to podcasts at uucsw.org, and we'll keep you anonymous unless you specifically say that we can include your name. In this episode, we'll we'll be discussing the sermons, The Courage to Change, How to Proceed, and Let It Be a Dance, all of which can be found in this podcast feed. Hello, Laurel. Hi. Happy fall. Happy fall. How are you? We're doing it. I'm good. I'm, you know, looking out at the foliage while my dog stares longingly at me. (laughs) Beautiful. Why aren't you playing with me? (laughs) Don't you know it's fall? (laughs) Yeah, we should be out frolicking in leaves, human. (laughs) I haven't done very much frolicking this season yet. (laughs) We should get on that. Yeah, you only have like five days left or something, right? A fall? Is aren't we hitting? Well, you you're regionally in a different place, but I saw some map that was like Massachusetts is in peak foliage and it's gonna like start going downhill from here. <laughs> oh yeah, no, my view from Philly uh, is like a bunch of buildings. Um, so I'm pretty sure nice. I have more than five days to take in the buildings visually. <laughs> the um, leaves, Amanda, the leaves. <laughs> you have to go find some. I mean, they're outside, so. <laughs> also, I hear birds tweeting in the background yeah. of your audio, and it is, like, so atmospheric. I and, think like, that they're making a nest in the gutters of my apartment <laughs> but yes there's like a storm of birds above my head so oh my god yeah enjoy Metaphor. the nature sounds everyone <laughs> that might be like more soothing than whatever we are about to say <laughs> Just like, i'm not sure our goal is to be soothing <laughs> yeah there's a lot to curate there's way too much laughing and like you know deep know. philosophical debate for soothing <laughs> I mean, my main goal is to, like, talk to you about my deepest fears and have you assuage them. I don't know what, what your goal is. Amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's my, like, secret motivation yeah. for doing this. Good. So. Good stuff. Well, should I give um, you my my church update? Please. The So the biggest thing that we're working on right now is trying to get OWL up and running. Um, OWL is our whole lives, so it's our comprehensive sex ed, um, because the last two years, is it three years? The pandemic, like, messed with all of the scheduling for kids programming especially, um, and the recommendation with OWL, because it's so intense, um, was that we not do it on Zoom, um, and so we have, like four years worth of kids that need to go through OWL Um, and so some of them have aged into high school and now there's like the ones that should have gotten it during the pandemic are now in high school and the ones that naturally aged into it are in middle school now so we're doing this like 
rapid catch up, figure out how to get the high schoolers owl stat. <laughs> um, so I think the plan is, so we made it into a very condensed version because we also know that our high school kids are like so overbooked um, that mm. shorter and denser hopefully will serve them better. Um, so the goal is to get it done in November and December. Um, so that should be really good. Um, and hopefully important and helpful. And then the second wave, the middle school owl is, is a much longer program. And we're going to sort of do that in the more standard way. Um, so that will happen in the spring, but that's the big, like, let's launch a thing and make sure it happens. And yes, you know, somehow we're already are we at the end of October? That's bonkers. I'm not ready for that. Yeah, idea. this is our <laughs> not ready for that idea. Yeah, this is our October. Yeah, record. man. And then we're also hosting the interfaith Thanksgiving service in Westboro. So the town of Westboro does this thing um, where we host a service the Tuesday evening before Thanksgiving. Um, that's led by the um, interfaith clergy group with different religious groups in town. Um, and it rotates where it happens. So, so this year is our year. Um, so that's another thing that's that's on the docket that should be a good time. So, nice. but other than that, we're like, thankfully, this is the first year that there hasn't been the, the like, sort of turmoil of like, what to COVID, right? Like, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. And are we in person? Do we like, and we've, our tech systems are set up, our worship systems are set up. Um, so I feel like in some ways this has been like the easiest entry into the church year, purely because it hasn't been total chaos. <laughs> yeah, just so, like moderate chaos. I know. So like big win. This is like a normal-ish church year. So. Oh my God, knock on wood right now. I know, I know. Seriously. No more pandemics. We don't want or need that. Oh my God, knock on wood right now. <laughs> It's fine. I did it for you. Thank you. You can hear it in the background. <laughs> I'll provide the board, the birds. You provide the okay. wood docking. The superstition. Okay, oh. deal. Cool. 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 Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's your church news. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And now with the weather. <laughs> um, didn't we kind of start with the weather? <laughs> oh, we did, didn't we? Okay, sports. Yeah. yeah. I don't Anyways. watch sports. So what's on your mind? Um, well, I mean, we did a service together this month. You were part we of did it. Did do a service together, and this people month. are still talking. Um, my yeah, like the main thing that I'm really excited to talk about is like <laughs> some of the data results from that survey because yeah. they're so interesting. Yeah. Um, but I do want to briefly touch on the Yom Kippur service. Okay, the yeah, courage we'll to there. change. Yeah. Um, so like a key tenet of it is around like getting angry, being an yeah. important part of like yeah. knowing where harm has happened yep. and uh sort of excising that like grief and pain yeah. by moving through it, not by ignoring it. Um, and that anger and violence are not like right. the same thing. Right. Um But I know like I think I'm not super rare in saying that, like, tapping into anger. Anger is not the easiest emotion for oh, me to no. tap into. Oh, no. Especially all for of my women. Emotions. Yeah, no. Yeah. It also depends on your, your family culture, um, where often families sort of 
allow certain feelings more than others so people learn how to convert feelings um yeah like if you think about like boys aren't supposed to cry and so boys get angry instead that's like a very common and basic like you can't get it out one way so it's going to come out sideways um yeah yeah and as women right we're the opposite like crying is okay but don't get mad dare you have boundaries (laughs) right yeah like how can we start to shift that is i guess what i want to noodle on for a little bit like how do we start like from wherever we are how do we let anger come in safely without um you know yeah overwhelming us or (laughs) making us that's a good question because it is going outside of our tolerance of it right 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 and i think that's where like you're not this isn't about forcing yourself to be angry this is about sort of being curious about yourself because i think as soon as people wonder what they're feeling and sort of start practicing turning inwards um it becomes a lot harder to numb out um yeah and if we also sit with feelings long enough and like process sort of the layers of them like maybe you start crying maybe that's a thing that's normal and in sitting with it and trying to notice in your body what it really feels like or what you're thinking about you can sort of better attune to actually I'm feeling angry right actually I'm not this isn't really grief this is that someone has done something that I'm not okay with but I'm not allowed to express anger and so it's coming out sort of in this alternate way um But I think, I don't know. I mean, you're you're pointing to an important thing, which is that flooding ourselves does not help, right? Like yeah. trying to dive in the deep end. And I think that's where, like, in my experience, the, the way to sort of tune in is not anything huge. It's sort of just wondering about yourself and taking yeah. moments to, like, Notice how your body feels and wonder about it. Um, And I think over time, that curiosity and self-compassion and like sharing your story with people who you can trust um, and being in the company of others who can be compassionate and can, you know, wonder with you about like, if that were me, I would be really angry. Are you not angry right like like people who can sort of help you be curious I think it starts to um to get there and I think part of the reality is that staying numb is actually a lot of work Mm. because feelings are a very um, like natural thing um and emotions rise and fall and that's part of the human experience and to not feel them takes a huge amount of effort um And so I think that's where this sort of gentle curiosity is not, it's sort of inviting the door to be open instead of trying to like stop it closed. Yeah. Um, Well, and I think you're definitely like the relational aspect of it really resonates to me. Yeah. Um, Because... I mean, emotions are social, like everything Totally, we do. totally, like, yeah. We experience them as individuals and they're personal, but right. they also are in context of our relationships and right. 
Like and I, other people so feel I, them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, like exactly. everyone feels them. <laughs> but you also feel other people's like totally. You know, it's part of like you know, yeah, empathy and everything. But um, yeah. I think like so part of why people might be afraid of being angry, um, at least you know, for me, but also yeah. like a fear of conflict in general. Yep. Um, and like conflict avoidance is like what like I think it's fear that it's gonna um like put a relationship in jeopardy. Yeah, be destructive. Um yeah. Like if I'm angry with you, that means we're gonna push further apart from each other. Right. Right. Um, or it'll or it'll turn into violence, right? There is right. there can be this association of the two, which is where I thought it was important to to make the distinction because anger is really yeah. helpful um and does not inherently do harm like if anything the goal of anger is sort of reparative um yeah. because it's about reasserting your own boundaries for your own self-protection um so i think that's an important thing to to be able to talk about um and that's where like sometimes when i preach on things like i'm not really there's not a directive that I'm giving people, but but mm-hmm. the hope is that in talking about certain things in the space of church um, and with the sort of authority of ministry can help with that um, permission giving so that th- so that we can sort of have this culture shift where if I from the pulpit say to you that anger is actually really important, especially for people who've received a lot of negative religious messaging that can be a really helpful like lock to open um and so i'm conscious of that in the way that i like the way that i choose to talk about things um because Mm -hmm. even if it itself is not profound the context in which it's said can be really significant Mm -hmm. um and so that was a lot of my hope with this service because so much of like you think about the sort of narrative of religion and it's kind of this like encourages meekness and being overly polite and doing what you're told um and i don't think that's a good thing so yeah (laughs) people did also seem really amused after the service they were like how did you know i was so mad at someone and i was like i did not (laughs) but good for you right that's funny (laughs) i know they were like did you read my thoughts multiple people said that to me and i was like no obviously i didn't that would be weird no it's just but it's also part of the human condition we're all human here so yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah that's not reading anyone's journals (laughs) yeah well i mean (laughs) that's the other thing too like we don't have a lot of experience witnessing anger that is right. like it's safe, healthy yeah. and safe. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, we don't realize that other people are yeah. just are feeling it right. or like it feels a little more isolating. Right. Right. Because when people um, are angry, if they're not being super, if it's only held internally and they're trying to repress it, you probably don't know <laughs> that they're angry. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how many people at the grocery well, store who just look kind of dazed are actually, like, fuming inside? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, who knows? Unless they smash yeah. something. But then we've crossed the line into violence. Yeah. So. I, yeah, like, I have been thinking a lot about, like, transformative justice stuff. Like, I took yeah. a 
like an online course over the summer oh, cool. in community with some other people that I am in, in like organizing space with yeah. around like transformative justice. And the distinction between it's the distinction that you put between like anger and violence is definitely mirrored in like there's a lot of like definition making around yeah. like conflict and harm and hurt yeah. and disagreement and they're all distinct. Yep. Um but I think like, yeah, the goal of transformative justice, which is like um an approach to dealing with the fact that humans do harm to each other right. and have right. engage in conflict in a way that recognizes it's it's a way of moving away from punitive yeah um like approaches to yep. harm and towards a more like a system that acknowledges the full humanity and right. also the systemic aspects that come yeah. to harm yeah um and so the goal is to approach conflict in a way that is like generative right and clarifying like yeah. it can be clarifying of what your position is clarifying of like how you want your relationship to be yep. like where your boundaries are yeah and it's also i mean part of why we're afraid of it is because you know if it, if it's going to threaten our sense of belonging if it's going to threaten our right. position in a community if we disagree if it's going to you know if we're going to stick out and not fit in or whatever yeah um but actually going through generative conflict with people and is coming out on the other side yeah and it's really strengthening of those relationships totally. and it's a really important way to build trust because yeah. it says i can be honest with you right about like a way that we disagree or a way that we feel yeah. without it threatening the things that really matter to me in this relationship. Yeah. Like your esteem of me and vice versa and like caring for each other. Like that's not yeah. in jeopardy because we have conflict. And so like, that's a really powerful way to build totally. relationships I if remember, you approach it in a way that's safe. Yeah, you're reminding me of one of my friends in San Francisco who I worked with. And we were, like, super close. We were the only people who worked together in this office. And we, like, always got along. And we finally got in a fight over something. I have no memory of what it was. And my friend's <laughs> husband was like, you guys are real friends now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really. And I was like, huh, mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. Because we've gotten out of the polite phase, right? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we can successfully get mad at each other and the relationship sticks. Um, yeah. And to your um, to your point about definitions. Um, so last Saturday, we had our um, annual board retreat. Um, and we had uh, one of our UUA New England region staff people come, who's wonderful. Um, because we need to update our policies. Um which I know sounds like deeply thrilling to everyone and everyone's super excited about this, including the board. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but it was really interesting because she was making this distinction because we were talking about the sort of like really fundamental policies that you need to make sure you have things like safe congregations, which is to, you know, make sure kids are safe um, and can't be endangered. Um, another one was financial policies. And then, the third one was what is sort of often referred to as a disruptive person's policy. And she was talking about how the UUA is making the switch from disruptive person um, to destructive behavior. 
um, because Ooh, of this. juicy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because of this understanding that like disruptiveness is not bad, right? And, the, and we're not concerned about people. We're concerned about behaviors that are destructive mm-hmm. to the community that are those like that are violent, essentially. Right. Like they're not they're not generative conflicts. Um, they only do harm because and when it was funny because when she explained this to me, I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm the most disruptive person in the congregation. <laughs> <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. yes, I fully support this. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but it was it was such an interesting thing to think about, right? That like, no, we're not concerned about like culture change or sort of ruffling feathers. We're concerned about t- true destruction that does harm to people yeah. or the community. Um, and those kinds of things, those we're not going to tolerate. Um, so important stuff. So the board's working on that this year it's the only thing on their like list of goals from last year that the minister has no oversight over like i don't do policies Mm -hmm. that's fully them so this year i sort of i'm like it's your turn (laughs) (laughs) this is good and juicy stuff and i fully support it and i definitely cannot write your policies that would be completely inappropriate (laughs) yeah so good stuff that is so oh my i'm like are you so excited? Very excited. I'm yeah. very excited to hear about that. Like, I it's know. very, it feels so aligned yes. with, like, yeah. other elements of culture shift. Totally. And, totally. Um, like, larger scale societal culture shift, I yeah. feel like. Like, obviously, I'm in my own echo chamber. I only know what's going on in my, <laughs> you know, immediate circles, really. But, yeah. like, being involved in, like, abolition organizing yeah. and work, like, there's all of this like shift towards like being able to tell the truth about yeah conflict and yeah like that's also like fundamental to other really important things like reparations and yeah like larger scale societal yeah. stuff and not just like interpersonal like individual and community level stuff so yeah not having see? conflict is so dangerous yeah because like what are you willing to let happen if your ultimate goal is to have no conflict. Like, yeah. Holy shit. But okay, so this is too good of a transition to pass up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do tell. I want to talk because, like, one of our <laughs> risk tolerance survey questions is about conflict. Yeah. Um, kind of. I it's, think you need I mean, to it's explain about conflict. what you're talking about, though. Yes, I will. I will definitely <laughs> explain. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, I'm Wait, excited to talk about this. Can I also say that I took an entire yeah. class in grad school that was literally called conflict transformation. So yes, Ooh. I'm totally here for the benefits of conflict, even Beautiful. though it's not the most fun. <laughs> I think, I don't know if, I think this might be true of a lot of people, but I can't tell if I'm projecting that because it's true of me. And yeah. It's definitely true of you because <laughs> you're a sociologist. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I'm thinking about like, you know, there's different things you can be a nerd about. Like you yeah. can be a nerd about like music theory yeah. or, yeah, not me. you know, ast- astrology. <laughs> like I think part of why like we have so much fun talking to each other about this stuff yeah. is because we are both like major nerds about like interpersonal relationships yes. and communication <laughs> yes. and oh behavior. Like I think we're just like relationships. I'm just going to push nerds. my glasses up now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, 
Totally. Yeah. Totally. I have a whole degree in, like, watching people, basically. (laughs) Right. Right. Like, but not just just behavior, right? Like, not just human behavior, but, like, interpersonal dynamics and relationships and, like, boundaries and, like, feeling emotions and community. Yeah. 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 I can't really imagine being a minister and not having a sociology degree. Like, I feel like that would be really hard. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, your work is about, like... Yeah. A group, I know <laughs> of people know. who are showing up to be like extra human in yeah. this place. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyways, well, <laughs> well, that's our like personal revelation. I feel like we, we need love like, at, at least dynamics. one each. <laughs> I mean, if we don't have at least one like extremely I feel personal like we should, revelation, like, go to the mall and like watch over the railing as people <laughs> interact. Like we're. <laughs> sound like such helicopter people <laughs> it's fine oh okay what was your transition that we've now delayed through? oh my gosh yeah we've risk tolerance absolutely smashed it smashed that transition to pieces <laughs> um i'm not concerned great um yeah so the next sermon uh that happened was the how to proceed sermon which mm-hmm. sort of came out of the side with love trainings that we and a few other people in the congregation did over the summer, which were about uh, reproductive justice organizing. And a lot of the tools uh, sort of aimed at um, how we move together in social justice work and not just what we do. Yeah. Um, And a big part of that is like what we zeroed in on for this is how we collectively feel about taking risks in service to like doing justice work and also um like what kind of risk how do we feel about different kinds of risk right so um as part of that i rolled out this survey which is it comes from uh the side with love materials and basically it has seven different risk scales um so it, it presents like each scale is a type of risk. Um, And then, uh, so for example, I'm just going to read the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, The first question is about taking a public stand. Yeah. Um, So it's talking about like how we feel about being public about our feelings as a congregation, our, our our stances, our positions. Yep. Um, And one, so it scales from one to 10, one being very uh, risk averse um, so we have no tolerance for risk in this area. It makes us very yeah. uncomfortable. We don't want to do it. Yep. 10 being we got to do it all the way. Like every no risk what. in this area, yeah. no matter what, yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, so for example, taking a public stand, one would be you agree with the statement. Our congregation has a moral obligation to stay out of politics, to create a big tent where all beliefs are welcome. Yeah. And then 10 is our congregation has a moral obligation to take bold public stances about current and political issues, such as abortion and LGBTQ rights. Um, So, yeah, there are seven of those, um, which talk about, so that's the taking the public stand one. There's about finances, which is how we should use our endowment for social justice work. Yeah. Um, There's one about civil disobedience, so taking direct actions that uh, could get us in legal trouble. Yep. Um, Law-breaking for medical needs, so um, supporting individuals as a congregation to break the law for uh, 
medical needs like reproductive and gender affirming care. Yep. Uh, we had one that's individual versus collective. So one would be individual members can do can take as many risks as they want, but we're not going to congregationally support or encourage it. Yeah. As opposed to 10, we should actively as the congregation train and support people yeah. to do risky action. Um, and then one is constituency. So we have to prioritize our members versus we have to prioritize everyone engaging in activism or direct yep. service. And then the last one is consensus versus urgency. So the risk averse side is decision makers should get the broadest possible buy-in before taking any risky action versus the most risk loving would be decision makers should move quickly to respond to the urgency of the moment, even when they know doing so might cause significant conflict within the congregation. So, um, and so it was interesting during the service is you were on zoom. And so you were leading this whole thing. I was sitting on the chancel looking at the congregation and everyone was like holding up their hands with different numbers of figures And it was fascinating because I could both see that people were like actively struggling and thinking and the dis- like the variation was wild and mm-hmm. not necessarily like what I would have expected from some people. Like I just remember doing the whole mm-hmm. thing and being like, we, this is like fully, we're all having a really vulnerable new experience mm-hmm. together. And especially for me, I forget which one it was, but there was something about like, one of the like the church should take public stances and i was like well i'm the minister <laughs> so like <laughs> yeah i feel conflicted even answering this question because i serve the congregation so like what i do personally as a minister is different than what i do as a minister of this congregation and i was like what number do i choose yeah. it depends on what all of you think so it was mm-hmm. really fascinating watching that happen um and I've had multiple people since tell me that they're still thinking about it. And a couple people said they had to, like, pause completing the survey because they realized how much they had to think about it. And so they, like, yeah. needed a couple days to, to fill it out. Um, so it was a very effective tool for getting people, like, just even wondering about this question, even if they didn't have, like, really hard and fast answers. Yeah. Um, so, and we're going to do another service, the group of us, um, on, I think it's November 20th, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, to talk about all of the data um, and more specifically about reproductive rights stuff. So, yeah. But do you want to give us a teaser? Because I know you're really excited about this. <laughs> you're also I'm the so keeper of the numbers. This. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I love to hear, because you're right, I couldn't see what was going on. Yeah, and it was um, funny, because you couldn't see, and I was watching everyone. <laughs> like, yeah, I couldn't see. So I was like, um, that's funny when you're facilitating an activity, and you can't see the people doing it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. just basic logistic stuff to, like, how long do I give people to put figures yeah. up? But also, like, yeah. no, you, how is this you managed received? It, it was you totally cold. You tell that you couldn't <laughs> see them. Like, it wasn't evident oh, how beautiful. you let it. So great job. Thank you. Yeah. That is a high compliment. That's hard. Um, it is hard. But I mean, obviously, like the data is cool, but it's only a jumping off point for yeah. conversations. Yeah. Um, but this is also like two things that were really important to think about, too, is like not only the risk of action, but the risk of inaction. Yeah. Um, like 
you risk spiritual damage when you don't live from your center. Right. Like, there is really important fundamental risk to, um, you know, inaction. And even, like, not even to yourself, but, like, if bad things are happening and nobody tries to, like, stop it, that also does really significant, like, you know, i.e., like, all harm in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Right? So, yeah, on both the, like, personal and the the global right it does yeah. there's a lot of harm to inaction right um and another thing so the comments on these surveys are also yeah. so thoughtful so 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 thoughtful fascinating um a few people brought up that first of all your perception of risk can change totally as you yep. get more f- comfortable and familiar with like what it looks like totally yeah. true yep um this is just a snapshot in time like cold before we're really getting into this as a congregation yeah um and second of all it might depend on the issue uh we might yeah. have very different risk tolerance yeah. um like this one did have flavors of being focused sort of on reproductive right justice and abortion and it was more we, we tried to make it um, sort of more general about risk, but right. it did show up some in some places in the questions that it yeah. came from uh, reproductive rights training. Yep. Um, but anyway, so we have 29 responses. And I will say um, I did not fill it out because as the minister, <laughs> it's like a really weird yeah. position. So I didn't want to sway the data at all. So I, abs- no, I, think, I abstained. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. But we would have had 30 but it's fine. 29 is yes. a good number. <laughs> yeah. And we can still keep collecting responses too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that number hasn't moved in a few days. So anyway, um, I want to talk about, so the three, I did very, very simple data analytics on it. Amazing. The, basically, I looked at just like the average for yeah. each one. Um, the standard deviation, which is basically just like, how much do we agree? <laughs> like mm-hmm. how close together were the answers yeah. or not? Um, the most common number that people put for each yeah. one, the mode, and then the range. So like this the difference like between the highest number and lowest. Yeah. I totally just talked about you. <laughs> no. For the first time ever in the history of this podcast. Um, <laughs> I know you're very good at like you speak and then I speak and the two shall not meet. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm, our always. number one strengths, I would say. Um, <laughs> Being utterly serious. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to do a little quiz show. Oh. Um, there was, so for every single question, there was at least one person who put one. Interesting. And for every question except one, yeah, there, somebody put a 10. So what was we the have one a ten. With no ten. I want you to guess. <gasps> Wait, that means yes. I have to remember all seven questions. Yes, I'm going to tell you again what they are. Okay. So the scales are um, public stance. Wait, and what uh, does ten mean again? Ten is we take a public stand on everything, despite the risk. I would be willing um, to bet that that's the one that nobody put a ten on. Well, I'm gonna. Read Wait, the rest no, of them to I you. take it back. Yeah, you're wrong. So let me read the rest <laughs> of them to you. Uh, I'm just <laughs> narrowing down my options strategically. Yeah. I'm not at all. Um, okay. Finance. 
uh, finances, which is drawing from our endowment for justice work. Yeah. Um, civil disobedience. So uh, legal trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, law breaking specifically for medical needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, individual versus collective risk taking. Uh, constituency, like prioritize own members versus prioritize anyone engaging in this work. And consensus versus urgency. So uh, one being broad as possible buy-in, 10 being uh, risk conflict, significant conflict to respond quickly. I bet it would be the last one. You're right. <gasps> yes. So the o- there's no one who answered the survey who is a 10 on that scale. How high did we get on that one? Nine. Okay. <laughs> but still, yeah. even that is still like... Which I think speaks to the context, right? Because uh-huh. that's where, like, no, this isn't just ourselves. This is how we are together. And yes. that should never be completely forsaken. That makes sense to me. It was also the second lowest average number. So Interesting. Like, yes. So the average for that consensus versus, like, we want to agree. But the average yeah, we want was, to like, do a it four- together. Yes, really. Like, that's what I'm hearing from this. I mean, that's um, kind of lovely. Yeah. But it's also conflict avoidant. Yeah, it's also, also hard. It's also it's limiting. It's two sides of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's, you know, this is all, none of this is like good or bad. It's just like Yeah, no, it's just me. helpful self-reflection. Yes. So the average for that one was a 4.8 out of 10. Um, Interesting. And the most, the most common response was a 5. Yeah, so that's truly like, well, we want both. We're right in the middle. Yeah. We're right in the middle. Yeah. It also had, that was also the question where we agree the most. That was the smallest standard that's deviation. That's like also kind of heartwarming to me. Isn't that cute? <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> we all agree that we want to agree. <laughs> yeah, that we want to be in it together. Yes. So I think that's a great place to start when looking yeah. at all of the rest of yeah, this. Yeah, there's like, like a sincerity to that of like, even though I have yeah. my own opinions, like I want us all to go go there together. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's but nice. we want, But we want that balance though. You know, yeah. our average isn't one. Right, like, right, right. Collectively, we want that balance. We want to be yeah. effective. We want to meet the moment. But yeah. we want to do it together. Like, yeah. that's really I where we are. That. Um, but again, keep in mind that there are people who are nines on that. There are people who are ones on that. It's just the average is like around a five. Yep. Um, so that was the second lowest average. Uh, do you want to guess what the lowest average number was? The most risk averse scale. Yep. Yeah. So the average was about 4.5. Um, so... But that's also where we had the biggest disagreement was money. Really? Yep. Um, the most common answer was a one. Which is? Uh, we should never spend our endowment for justice work at all. Part of this, too, is coming. So some of the con- comments um, also put a little context around with this, which yeah. is that yeah, like we're that. restricted. We're restricted in how we're allowed to use the endowment yeah. because of yeah. like how it was created, the purpose it was right. created for and stuff like that. Right. So like part of that is just like this is a decision that yeah, has already I would been be, made. I would be really curious if the word had not been endowment, but like budget right. funds, right? Something yeah. that is liquid for the year. 
Um, right. I think, and and I think that the fact that it was endowment also might have made it easier for people to be more honest. Maybe, right? Like maybe, like oh, we knows? can't do that anyway. So no. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's easier to say that versus than the sort of guilt of like, well, I don't really feel totally okay with saying no. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. But again, keep in mind, there were people who were tens. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the second most common response after one was seven. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's the one with the biggest standard deviation. That's where all the answers are the furthest apart is on money. But it's also where we're collectively the most conservative on average. Um, And again, keeping in mind all that context about. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yes. Um, and then, okay, are there any that you're particularly curious about? Um, well, the one that for me personally, as the like official public p- person in the congregation, mm-hmm. was the taking public stances, because I think that was the one you did in the congregation. And I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of like did like a finger dance. <laughs> Yeah, like didn't know what to do. So I would be very curious where we stand on that one. Because that historically, mm -hmm. there have been a few people who really want things like banners and a lot of people who think that that's kind of meaningless and just for show. Mm -hmm. So I'd be curious. Yeah. Do tell. So taking a public stand was the highest average of all of them. Really? So we are the most risk tolerant, like we are more risk tolerant about taking a public stand than any of these other scales. That's fascinating. It's not even really close. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. The average was like 7.7. But we want it to be a consensus. We want it to be. Right. Like if you add them together, we want it to so, be a we want to do it together, but yeah. when individuals are answering, our average is 7.7. That's fascinating. Um, the most common answer was an 8. The second most common answer was a 10. Wow. So, but then we also have people who put 1. We do. Interesting. Um, but that's the one where it's the most heavily skewed towards the higher being yeah. able to tolerate a lot a lot more risk. So See, this is fascinating. Mhm. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so the averages for everything were between 4 and a half and like 7.7. Um the other ones are around like the ones I haven't mentioned, like law breaking and individual versus collective. Yeah. They were all like five something or six something okay so they're on the higher half yeah but not by much we're around the middle this Um, is so helpful to have yeah oh also just kidding i yeah oh the second and the one that we agree about the second most so the one where we're furthest apart in our answers is finances yeah but after finances is law breaking for medical needs yeah i could see that um yeah, we're very split on breaking the law to support people in yeah. in medical needs. Yeah. So. Which I also bet is also kind of contextual because we live in Massachusetts. 
Yep. So I think that that hasn't become fully real to us in the way that if we lived yeah. like in Texas or Missouri or somewhere that's like really stark right now, it might be very different. Yeah. And the yeah, the most common answers were it's tied for seven and eight for that. Yeah. But again, we have multiple people saying one. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, these are, again, like a snapshot in time yeah. and don't reflect every person who has the vested interest in this, only the people who chose to answer the survey. Right. So right. that might be um, potential like biases and restrictions around that are like people who are more tech savvy. Yep. Um, so this may be leaving out the voices of some people who don't like aren't comfortable navigating that particular survey tool, like the online Google form. Um, So that's something to keep in mind. Um, And also people who didn't know about it because they didn't read the email, you know. Which would also eliminate like sort of kids and teens. Like I think a couple Mm -hmm. of our teenagers are on our email list. Um, But it also skews to... The birds are really having a party out there. But it skews mm-hmm. to people who are like, you know, in their 20s and older, too. Yeah. So so I would say like the middle of the age spectrum is like yeah. more represented here. Yeah. Than the extremes, probably. Yeah. So fascinating, though. Mm-hmm. Things to chew on. Yes. Um, and can I... Let me, I just want to give a few more things from the comment section. There was like a free response comment section. Someone said, like, we have to trust each other. Like, that affects these answers. Yeah. Um, Someone said, we can't afford significant conflict because if we lose too many members, we can't continue to exist. But on the flip side, that's a common church. But they did this. But the same person also said, on the flip side, we have lost members due to our lack of commitment to justice work. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it is the risk of action and inaction totally. showing up in our membership. Yeah. Um, there's also, like, the last question, too, about, um, like, consensus versus urgency references quote-unquote decision makers mm-hmm. um and somebody pointed out that that doesn't like we didn't say who those decision makers are <laughs> yeah you know how they're given their power to make yeah. decisions yep. anything about that yeah so that would also affect how they feel about that yep um like would it be a committee is it the board yeah, is it the stuff? laurel <laughs> yeah <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, because that's totally a thing where congregations sometimes end up with ministers where the minister is like very wants to go to protests and the congregation is like, what are you doing? Where are you? Um, mm. So that's mm-hmm. a conflict that can be real. Yeah. So. Um, here's someone who said, like, I personally am pretty risk tolerant, but what's really important to me is that. We know our actions are supported by a strong sense of the congregation. Yeah. Um, so reiterating that, like, you know, we want to know that everyone's on board with what we're doing. Right. Um, even if I'm personally can tolerate a lot of risk. Right. Um, 
yeah, some people, like I mentioned too, I wonder if you'd get the same responses uh, if the examples were about uh, race or incarceration or immigration. Right. um, As opposed to focusing more on like not intentionally excluding everything else, but like a lot of these the examples yeah, given the con- were, like, Well, because the context was this rights. reproductive rights training. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, someone said, I think someone's views on where we stand can change as being as the result of being involved in a real situation versus, yeah. like, thinking about how we would probably want to act. Right. Um, so, of course, yeah. All it's reasonable. contextual. Yeah. But, yeah, people are... Surprise, surprise, like mega thoughtful. And I know. <laughs> or, I love yeah, you like use. really engaged good, and good humans. Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved reading these. I, I love looking at these things. Um, oh, the constituency one is also interesting to me because that's been kind of a theme in your sermons. Like, yeah. are we focused inward? Are we focused outward? Yeah. Um, and that one is like the smoothest looking graph. Really? <laughs> like, yeah. So some of the other ones are like up and down and up and down. Yeah. This one looks very much like a slightly skewed normal curve, like with the mean and mode at seven. Yeah. Um, so the mean is actually a little bit lower. But um like we have like the highest number at seven and then it like gradually fans out on either side down from there. Huh. Um, so again, we have, we have tens, we have ones. Yeah. Um, but we're, yeah, we're not all over the map. I mean, we are all over the map on that one, but, um, in a way that looks kind of gentle. Yes. Interesting. Um, yeah. So the most common response was a seven. That's encouraging. Mm -hmm. Again, it's like people guided by moral value. That we're not mm-hmm. just navel gazing. Nope. Yeah. I mean, not that I thought we were, but it's always nice no. to know you're not. <laughs> no. People, yeah. Yeah. People. I mean, again, people have put every single number on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. For all, for most of these, like yeah. we have tens and we have ones for everything except for the last one, which we don't have a ten for. Um, but. You know, it's cool. So yeah, so worthwhile. Thank you for doing yes. that. Yeah, thank you for like jumping in and giving me this chance to nerd out a little bit. <laughs> and by giving you, <laughs> meaning looking at you like it was your job to do this because no one else could. Amanda, I think this is a moment for you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Let's all I play mean, to our skills. Know. You know, I've listened, Laurel. I've I said know you. you before. I'll do it again. <laughs> Amazing. If I didn't want to do this, I wouldn't have done it. I know. <laughs> I know we established that. It's good. That's yes. Good. Yes. Oh. Cool. And then dancing. Dancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What we should ended. we say? What should we say about embodiment? What a question. Um, Well, it was really sweet afterwards because people told me about, like, the dancing that they used to do that they wish they still did. Um, So that was really sweet. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Be in your body. It's a good thing. Yeah. 
be gently Period. in your body, right? Yeah. This is not the, I... ch- the Church of CrossFit. We're not, that's not what we're doing here. Oh my God. Speaking <laughs> of which, okay, I'm not going to go down this. Like, I'm so curious this now. As I go down it. <laughs> or or so um, like cycle right like pseudo yes. gym church yeah no it's a cult so there's yeah. um, is there a charismatic leader to to uh huh really yeah who is yeah. it the instructor right okay within the in, yeah. within the subcontext yeah I was like within the, the subcontext of the class <laughs> yeah go by that <laughs> capital everywhere. T capital I the instructor <laughs> no one knows their real name no. <laughs> Um, <laughs> true cult. Pay no attention to the instructor behind the curtain. Um, no, so there was like, I was having dinner with some friends, you know, one of whom is also like a sociologist. I, yeah, yeah. shocker. Who does CrossFit um, or was studying? CrossFit. No, they were talking about, uh, like, just for some reason, we were talking about cults and like. <laughs> The various like <laughs> elements that make dinner. <laughs> it was a yes. phenomenal dinner. Let's talk about cults. Um, <laughs> we had paella and talked about like oh what makes gosh. a cult a cult. Amazing. Um, and so part of it is like you uh, like displace your ego and you like partially give it to the like instructor, the yeah. instructor. Yeah. Um, and so just like talking about like group think and like yeah. group behavior that individuals would never do and stuff like that. Yeah. Um and I was like, wow, Soul Cycle hits a uh surprising, but not surprising number right. of these criteria. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah. Um anyway. Anyway. I remember you're making me think of this um oh gosh, what was it called? I went to this like totally like la crystal bowl like (laughs) guy in a really expensive t-shirt um Mm -hmm. like event at the boston public library which is also really wonderful but i was like this is like bougie fied church um and it was (laughs) like i had got a free meditation cushion from tuft and needle and like kombucha like it was yeah hardcore and i there was like this is extremely commercialized. Also, this is just meditating slash music. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're t- leaving. There were two women, like young women next to me who were like, oh, my God, I wish I could just do this every week. And I wanted to be like, that's literally what church is. Go to church. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go to church. <laughs> Find one. Any type. Any type of church. <laughs> like, Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Anyways. Well, Laurel, do we have free cushions from Tuft and Needle? I don't think so. I have one. Where are the brand deals, Laurel? I know. We were talking about wanting to get a, a broader reach to our podcast. Yeah. Where's our merch? We need to be, like, sponsored by a crystal bowl company. <laughs> uh, sponsored sound by bowl. going to crystal church. Sound bowl. Mm-hmm. We'll workshop it. It's, it doesn't have to be right first one out the gate. <laughs> We've got time. Yeah, yep. we got. We got. We can. Uh, we can workshop yeah. it. We can just because you never know. Church is really fun. You might end up dancing in a conga line during church, mm-hmm. like on Sunday. <laughs> of course, what church doesn't do that? Yeah, I know. It's fun, guys. <sighs> cool. 
Well, do you want to wrap up? Yeah, on that on that visual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What do we want to give an invitation to our listeners to wrap up? I think that would be fun. Do you you want to invite people to do? You thinking about it? No, I want you to give one. It's like when someone's like, the minister should say grace at Thanksgiving. And it's like, but I don't really want to. <laughs> this is like you, you minister nightmares. You go to someone's house and they're like, clergy person, say grace. And you're like, uh. <laughs> my, okay, my like immediate like smart ass self would just be like, grace. Um, <laughs> because. <laughs> well, it's this funny dance of like people trying to be respectful. And then you're like, but this is this is weird for me. I'm a you, you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I ask people to say what they're thankful for, which is also a cop yeah. out, but also a good practice. So, mm-hmm. um, so you so could, you invite people you to could, gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude, anger, embodiment, maybe a little curiosity about what's going on with your, with your human self. That's always good. Yeah. It's a good practice. Good one. Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> After putting you on the spot, I love it. It's like you all we do. Say grace. No, I don't. Definitely don't want to publicly say grace. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Great. Uh, yeah, we'll see you all in November then. Yeah, post Thanksgiving. Weird. Okay. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more information about what's happening at UUCSW or for ways to get involved, visit us online at uucsw.org. All are welcome.